0: Ho ho ho! How do you keep your head, your heart, and your actions right where they need to be when all hell breaks loose during the holiday times? This episode is especially dedicated to the family and memory of James Degenhart and Buddy Stevens, two men who did so much good for the world and for those around them. Thank you, Buddy, and thank you, Jim. You're missed. Welcome to Doing It Best with Elder Care Success where we explore ways to relieve the stress, exhaustion, and overwhelm that we all face in caring for an aging parent, frail spouse, or partner. Fear, frustration, emotional, and financial strain does not have to be your MO. Stay tuned as we dive into different and new ways of finding more joy together with those that we love and care for, and while keeping our feet solid on the ground. Hang tight. There is a better road ahead. Hey everybody, it's Nancy May from doing it best with elder care success. And if you can't tell from my voice, for those who are listening on the audio podcast, we're going to put this on YouTube as well. But I am really, really excited about this episode because it's more than a little different. I thought trying to do something a little special for the upcoming holidays might be kind of fun. So I reached out with my magic wand, elder care success wand. And I found Santa. Well, I think we all have a little bit of Santa in our heart, no matter what our faith or belief, but I found the real one. And after this episode, I think you're going to believe me, too. So I don't think he needs any more introduction other than to say, welcome, Santa. Thank you for joining us here today. I'm privileged to have you as a guest.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Nancy. It's wonderful to actually take some time out from toy making to come and have a chat with you.
0: Well, and as you can see, I've got my ho-ho-ho earrings on and I have flamingo earrings that have the Santa outfit on, but I thought ho-ho-ho was a little bit more appropriate for you. (laughs) Yes. So let's get started. We had this discussion privately, just so that a few people know ahead of time, because it's not too often that I think people reach out to Santa to say, How do we talk about elder care and Santa Claus?
1: It's usually kids, right? Absolutely. But what you'll find is that the people who are receiving the elder care probably have children who probably have children. So they've got grandchildren and they're, they're familiar with me longer than anyone, really, the elderly folk, because they've known me from when they were two or three or four. I hope so.
0: <laughs> so gift giving is, is such a big thing this time of year. And giving gifts of love and joy are something that we do throughout the course of our lives anyway. And especially if we're caring for somebody who's a little bit more frail and older. I have to say, I was challenged at one point in trying to figure out a gift for my dad and my mom, because they would always say, oh, don't get me anything. We've got everything. We're fine. So what do you give somebody who has everything that may not want anything?
1: Well, a gift doesn't have to be a material thing, does it? You could write them a letter saying how wonderful they are and how much you appreciate everything they've done for you and everything they do for you. That will be treasured way beyond a new phone or a, a DVD or something.
0: Or help! I've fallen and I can't get up. Button. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, uh, I guess that's when you get to the age where you no longer fall. You have a fall, so you say, "Oh, he's had a fall." Not your below. That's
0: that's true. I, I would I would guess so. But you don't fall down too often, I guess. Do Santas roll? Yeah. Well,
1: the problem is when when you're getting up and down chimneys, you've got to be able to land carefully and quietly. And rolling forward is a good way of breaking your fall and not making a big noise and waking everyone up. Of course, these days, as I'm getting slightly less in my, when I was in my gymnastic prime, I would never have used one of these. But these days, I quite often ask grown-ups, well, can you all right? If I use a magic key instead of coming down the chimney?
0: Oh, I love it. Oh, Santa, <laughs> I think you've got the key to my heart. <laughs> oh. One of the other things that is really hard around the holiday times is the stress and the strain that we're going through in taking care of an aging parent or a spouse that we didn't expect to get at this point in our lives. And it's really emotionally hard, But the, especially when you see everything all lit up around you. So what are some suggestions just to try and maybe take the edge off that hurt a little bit?
1: One of the things that you you could do is make your own Christmas magic with the person you're looking after. You don't have to drag someone down to the mall to see me. You can you can see you know, versions of me on the television, on movies, at home. And well, the guy in the mall isn't really real. I mean, I'm talking to the real one here, so <laughs> he's just
0: a stand-in, I guess, right?
1: <laughs> yes, it, it, for those occasions when the real Santa Claus can't get everywhere that we. You do have people trained up. Generally, they look a bit like me. They're old, fat men with a white beard. they will the job. But <laughs> sometimes they're young, skinny kids with a pretend beard and a pretend tummy. And as long as the people who see them are willing to believe in them, it doesn't matter, does it? I would guess you're
0: right. You would know better than I would. So <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long time since I've sat on Santa's lap at the, well, it used to be ANS or s no, no, I think it was Bonwood Teller. In Long Island, Bond would tell her that we'd all line up and sit
1: on Santa's lap. <laughs> A bit like um, the center in Miracle on 24th Street. And 34th Street. We used to get top. dressed up for you, too. Absolutely. absolutely. Yes. Yes. Wouldn't just wander along in any old thing.
0: <laughs> oh, not for Santa. Absolutely. No. I have to have my, my Mary Janes and my Sunday best on for you. At least no. mom thought
1: so. So, Whereas Santa wouldn't mind at all. You, know, no. you should... I mean, in your jeans, but you've got a warm heart. That's all that matters.
0: That's a good one. You know, we talked a little bit about loss, and I wanted to share with our listeners that growing up, I actually it was probably a little bit beyond growing up. My mom would talk about the holidays and how difficult they were and how much she hated the holidays. And I never really even knew that as a kid. She was so good at at protecting that, that status but she shared that there was so much loss around the holiday times during her life and growing up that she dealt with. And later on, I found out it wasn't so much the loss that happened at the holiday times. It was the first year without a parent, without a spouse. You could have lost a child, which my mom did, which was very hard for our family. But even more so, it's just trying to keep that joy in our heart a little bit when we're a little sad. I'm sure you run across that more often than than most people even realize. Yes,
1: I think when when you're visiting a house where there has been a recent loss, it's very, very hard to hit the right note. You you don't want to be all ho oh, oh, ho oh, ho and even more so perhaps when you're visiting a house with a child who's not going to make it to Christmas. right? It's so hard, and it's just very, very hard to get the balance right, because as I say, you don't want to be all glib and cheerful, but you also don't want to be, oh my goodness, you're going to pass on.
0: So what do you do, do, Santa? You've probably gone through loss yourself, I'm going to guess. I mean, fortunately, Mrs. Claus is still with you, but...
1: Yeah, the elves are not as long-lived as us, so I've lost lots of good friends over the years. It's never the same, is it? You you cope and you you try to stay up and eventually you don't think of them all the time and you get on with life and suddenly you, you perhaps feel guilty. You haven't thought for an hour about the someone who passed and you've, you've just been doing something. You know, you've just been washing up and didn't even talk to them, something like that.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. The guilt of sort of forgetting somebody after they're gone and they're not in your lives is a hard one to deal with. But I guess that's part of the—they say—the healing process. It's somebody is never gone from us; they're always living in in our heart and our spirit in some way, shape, or form, because mm. they've made us who we are.
1: Absolutely, yes. And I me mean, at first it's raw; it's there all the time. But it, it, it's like when you've cut yourself—eventually a scab forms, and eventually there's still a scar. It'll never be gone, but you you do move on. And you can cope. And I'd say that to anyone. It doesn't get completely right again, but it does get better than it is just now. Yeah,
0: this is so good to hear from Santa. I I guess I should have been polite and asked if it was okay to call you Santa. I guess we're all so familiar versus Mr. Claus, but I hope that's okay.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah. I've been been doing this for so long. I get all sorts of names. (laughs) (laughs) Father Christmas. Father Christmas. The Christmas Santa I get called sometimes.
0: Oh, see, I, I didn't know that. Now Santa is something that we think of with the Christian holidays. How does Santa work with other faith and people of different beliefs? How do how do you how do you work with that?
1: Well, quite often, say for Hanukkah, I'll be working with Jewish children, and they don't care that it's not called Christmas. They they get their present, they get to chat with me, they don't care. And I, I'm not very often in America when people are awake, so I don't get to do a lot of other holidays.
0: You they... sort of sneak up on us, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Santa's a sneaky little devil. Or oh, maybe I shouldn't call you a devil. That's not a good thing to do to Santa. <laughs> Just check the nicest though You're still there. <laughs> <laughs> good. Thank you. You know, I have to share one little story. And, and for those that are listening, growing up, we never had an angel or a star on top of our Christmas tree. My dad had this Santa that was made out of styrofoam. And every year we'd take him out of the box very carefully and little bits and pieces of him would fall off. So he had more safety pins stuck in him and he sat on top of the tree. Well, as I grew up and left the house and, or the nest, as parents will say, and went on my own and my husband and I got married and we had our own tree, we have Santa up on our tree. So Santa stays there in our heart and spirit. And in fact, I found one because our old one sort of fell apart, not unlike the other one. And this one actually has a list and there's a Nancy and there's a Bob on that list. So we knew it was you. I'm there all along. Well, but of course, Santa's is a hard, big tradition in our family. So thank you.
1: Absolutely. You're not, not a problem. Um, I'm hoping that I'm still a big tradition in most families, perhaps not all at the moment, but most.
0: So are there things that you do with, with older family members to help them bring sort of this special spark and, and magic and remembrance back into their lives?
1: I do, yes. Um, I've on occasion been, been in a, a grotto, as they call it in England, like at the mall, and I get whole multi-generational families come. And quite often, it's grandma or great-grandma who says, oh, can I sit on your knees, Santa? Really? And they pop up and the family get a photo yeah. and they yeah. love it. I one family that would always come visit and the lady was in a wheelchair, so she couldn't come onto my knee, but I would kneel on the floor beside her for photo. and they always sent the head a little present for us so that I could say, and oh, this is for you. <laughs> well,
0: because you've got to save the presents for Christmas delivery as opposed to yeah. the sneak preview, right? Yeah. And they, they,
1: they'd they say you know, she, she looked forward to it more than the proper presents that I'd leave for her on Christmas Day yeah. in the grotto. There's so many questions
0: that I have, because how often do you get a chance to talk to the real Santa? And I see in your background that you are not in the North Pole. You're in, maybe, are you in your
1: retreat? So you're getting ready for
0: Christmas? Yeah, this Christmas. Is, is
1: taking a break. I'm actually indoors not actually out in the woods which i wish i was but it's it's a place we come because some of the elves it's it's really upsetting because they're here at the north pole but they still get SAD, this seasonally affected disorder oh they're, with white lights and picture of the woods here so they can just come and relax and recover and i think that'd be a good place to chat to you
0: oh wow i didn't think that santa could get seasonal affective disorder i he's well in the no. North Pole, there's, I, I don't.
1: But sometimes some some of my elves, my elves,
0: your elves do. Well,
1: now, do elves get dementia? Um, it's it's very rare. Um, they they tend to be quite active and go suddenly. Um, but yes, we have quite elderly elves, and even some relatively young elves that do have dementia. Interesting. And, um, we, as you'd expect, there's a lot of carers at the pole. That that they're also carers, carers that are looking after people.
0: Well, Sajjah, I think you're actually probably the biggest caregiver on the face of the planet. So thank you for that. And on the note of caregiving, I wanted to talk about the subject of gratitude because it's something I've been reading a lot about lately. And it's hard for us sometimes when we're so stressed and strained of taking care of kids ourselves, taking care of an aging parent, going to work, trying to get everything done at the same time that it's hard to actually catch our own breath. So how do you suggest that we find ways to just take a moment and be grateful even for five minutes to ourselves or five minutes with mom and dad who may not even know that we're there?
1: I think the the whole benefit from being grateful, I think, stems from appreciation. If you appreciate the person that you're taking care of and appreciate that you have the gift of being allowed to be the one who takes care of them, I think there, there should then be gratitude inside you. What I would suggest for that stress situation is just take a couple of minutes and just do a double breath in through your nose or get a moment and then just wow, slide out, do that a few times and you relax. And then whilst you're doing that, you can start thinking what you're grateful for, what you appreciate in life. The fact that you can do that is is something to appreciate. Uh, and I think it's this this thing that a lot of people say about taking Try to think of five things in the day that you're grateful for and think about each of them for about 20 seconds. So you're only going to spend a couple of minutes and it recenters you and it gets you realizing that, 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 that how stressed you were and, and it eases it all out a bit. I mean, that, that's, that's just an old man talking, but that's, that's what I, I, I feel.
0: It's a wise old man who's talking. You had shared with me, speaking of gratitude. A story about a young child. And and this really dives into the subject of we don't always love our parents that we're taking care of. And it's hard for those. In fact, I just spoke to somebody the other day who was on the edge of of that. And we were having a, a very interesting discussion, I'll say. But there was a little girl who was looking for a special gift. Would you share that story? Because I thought it was just so beautiful and so amazing and maybe something we can all learn
1: from too. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I was visiting a school over in Liverpool and a little girl came up to me and she said, Santa, I don't want a a present present, but my sister's had a baby this year. I'm an auntie now and I've never seen my nephew because my sister and my mum had a big row. Can you make my mum and my sister be friends again? And I said, well, I I can't actually make them, but will you go back home and say to your mum, Santa says sometimes grown-ups are silly and that it's down to the grown-ups to sort things out so that the children don't suffer. And normally if you do a visit like that, I'm back at the pole, I never hear anything. But in January, I got a letter from her headmistress saying, whatever you said, it worked because the sister and her baby came and spent Christmas with the little girl I saw and her mum. And I just loved that and I was that, that to me was an example of appreciation. because. The headmistress didn't have to tell me it just happened, but I was so appreciative that she'd taken the time and trouble to send me a letter to say this was the result. your Your talk actually made a difference. It just it moved me.
0: that story took my breath away the first time I heard it, and it's doing it again. So sometimes the little stress and strife gets in our way, especially when we're doing this work. It's both a privilege and obligation and a burden at times. And just acknowledging it is okay, but try not to let it destroy you in other ways. Remember, we're all connected, one way, shape, or form. There was one other story that you shared with me about a little blind girl.
1: Yes, I, I think this was, to me, as a, a, a perfect example of gratitude and appreciation. I, I was doing a Christmas party for a, a group called Berkshire Vision, which is blind children. I one little blind girl came up to me and she said, uh, Santa, I don't want the wish. I'm so lucky. I've got everything I need. Mum and dad love me. I've got a wonderful home. I don't need anything. Can you give my wish to a child who needs it more? And this little girl, you know, a lot of us, we've been devastated that she needed care because she was blind. But for her, she had everything she needed and she just wanted to give her gift away to someone who didn't.
0: Another like tearjerker, gut-wrenching kind of story. Mm -hmm. And I can see you're choking up there telling the story again, which reminds us all that care and love comes at any age, right? And that gifts do not have to be tangible. I'll share one story with you. You may know this already, but my dad, I think he was probably 98 or so, or 97 because he passed away at 99. And I was trying to find out what kind of gift to give him because he was just, oh, don't, don't, don't give me a gift. I was like, I'm fine. And and of course, we always did something. But I wanted to do something special. And he loved his alma mater. So I tried to find, I thought, well, maybe there's a glee club, you know, (laughs) they could come visit or we could take him there. Well, it's kind of hard because his school was in New Hampshire and he was in Florida and I thought maybe there's a local group. So I reached out to this college and they didn't help. And then I reached out to the local alumni group and they didn't help. And it was the daughter of an alumni who told her father when she heard the story, she said, Dad, this college, it was Dartmouth College, gave you so much joy and helped you so much in your life. You should go see this fellow. So he did after telling me it was a long drive. And he called, he came on New Year's Day to surprise my dad. And they sat for five hours talking. And the gentleman who was sort of grumbling about coming to visit told me, called me back immediately after he'd talked to my dad. And he says, I apologize for being so concerned about driving up to see your dad. What an amazing man. And we had such a wonderful connection. So it was a, my gift was to reconnect my dad with his alumni at all ages. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's a story to say. It doesn't have to be a tangible thing. It just can be a stranger that you reach out to and ask for help.
1: Yeah, I think that that was what we were saying, wasn't it? You were saying what to give someone who's got everything. Well, give them something that they can't have, like a visit from someone from their old college. I mean, that, yeah, being oh, back to his youth at Dartmouth, and it would have be, been—it's a wonderful gift.
0: I kind of wish I could have gotten the Glee Club, but <laughs> 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 this, this was, this was—I think actually, what I'll also do is so for everybody who who knows of the college, which I, you probably do is that Buddy Tevens, who was the football coach recently at Dartmouth, who became a friend, and my dad was a big football player back in 1941, sadly and recently passed away. So I would like to dedicate, and I'm choking up right now thinking about it, I would love to dedicate this show to Buddy Tevens and his family. So I will send a note out. I don't cry right now thinking about it. But in any case, (laughs) see, Sandy, you can choke me up, too.
1: (laughs) You did that to yourself. I didn't,
0: (laughs) I was just thinking about gifts, right? Well, the emotions of the holidays bring us joy and love, and hopefully that will bring more people some joy and love, and you will do so as well. I know you will. And if there are any last words that you have for us, Santa, before we sign off, I'd love to hear what those words of wisdom are.
1: I would say to the, the caregivers, you've been given a blessing to be giving care to someone. And to the care receivers, you've been given the blessing of someone to care for you. And you should both appreciate that. And to older people who are not caregivers or care receivers, enjoy life. Be proud of your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, whoever. Because people forget. Because we think, oh, yeah, when I was a child, it was ugly and easy. These days, it's a hard, hard job being a child. It really is. And we should appreciate the children. If we haven't got any of our own, we should appreciate other people's. I don't know if they're words of wisdom, but that's the sort of thing that I'm always thinking.
0: I I think that's a beautiful statement. It's appreciation of everything around us, the people, the trees, the forest, the animals, and our family. It's It's a whole big ecosystem that makes us understand the precious gift of life and what we're able to do for others, right?
1: Absolutely. I wonder, can I share with your viewers and listeners my favorite gift I've ever had?
0: Please, please do. I would love to hear.
1: I don't even remember getting him because I was probably one and a half at the time. But this is my friend, John Bear, from when I was a baby. I'm afraid his growler doesn't work anymore. He's (laughs) getting a bit old, a bit past it. He needs a microchip. (laughs) No, he doesn't. How dare you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I just I, got a slap in the face from Santa.
1: <laughs> I no, mean, Trade is wearing out a bit. He's not as furry as he once was, and he's, from those days, he's really, really hard. You know, he's not as cuddly as a modern toy. But that's—I just wanted to share that because probably a lot of your viewers and listeners will remember something from when they were that age that they don't remember getting, but that has been with them forever. And old and worn-out like his owner.
0: I'll have to admit I have an old stuffed rabbit that I that was well, actually, I took it from my aunt Pat, and his name was Loney. His name is Loney. He's in a in a bag in my closet.
1: I think Loney will be buried with me. He shouldn't be in a bag. You should have him out and play with him because a stuffed rabbit's not built. Be in a bag. Same as
0: oh, well, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Actually, he's he's big and he's pretty sad looking. I probably should have him repaired. I'll send him to the rabbit hospital.
1: You could could ask the elves for help. They're they're absolute experts at toys.
0: I will do so. For everybody who's listening, please know that you can reach Santa or Mr. Claus in a link in the show notes, the episode notes below. I'll have that. I didn't want to put his number and information on the screen because I don't want him to get spam mail. That's the last thing we need. We need real mail going to Santa. And this is a gift that he has given to me. Thank you, Santa, for joining me here today.
1: Well, thank you so much for asking me along because I, I don't often get to talk to the older people. It's much more often just children and their immediate grown-ups. So it's something to actually be thinking that I'd be talking and it's reaching some older people and, and some caregivers and even some young caregivers. So thank you for the opportunity.
0: Oh, You're more than welcome. It's been a privilege. And for those who are listening, as I always like to say at the end of the episode, please share this with a friend or a family member who may be going through some tough times in caring for somebody that they love or somebody else that they have the feeling of obligation, but hopefully joy in caring for. It can be your gift to them because it's our gift to you. I say our because I know Santa's included in this one too. Take care. We'll see you soon. And we'll hear you soon on eldercaresuccess.live. 拜拜 this show is sponsored by Santa's Elves at the North Pole and Caremanity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for legal, medical, or financial advice. Please consult your own medical, legal, and or financial professional for issues relevant to your own legal, medical, or financial situation. Caremanity is a registered trademark mark of Caremanity, LLC. The show is produced by Caremanity, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright Caremanity, LLC.